You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, April 23rd, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, practicing social distancing so we can get through these days sooner rather than later. From a sports perspective, from an NFL perspective, from a football perspective, Today is a very exciting day. That's right. As mentioned, it is April 23rd, 2020, which means the NFL draft starts tonight. We've been waiting for this for a long time. It's the first moment of significance since the Cowboys season ended with that regular season win over the Washington Redskins that put them at 8-8 eight and eight on the 2019 season. Ever since then, we've been uh, moving inch by inch, scratching and clawing with our fingernails, trying to get to a moment that mattered. And here we are. The Dallas Cowboys, of course, hold the 17th overall pick tonight and uh, we have a lot in store for you at blogging the boys want to make sure you are covered throughout the entire draft and really uh, all the time 24 7 365 blogging the boys.com will have tons of analysis reviews grades available for you on each and every Dallas Cowboys selection we'll keep you updated of course on social media we are on Twitter at blogging the boys on Instagram at blogging dot the dot boys by the way girls talking boys is Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray will be taking over our Instagram throughout the entire NFL draft so make sure you go follow there They'll be answering your questions and having a whole lot of fun in the process. And here on the podcast feed, we have some big time plans, all right? We're going to have episodes discussing, breaking down every single Dallas Cowboys pick. We're going to try to get them up as quickly as possible. So uh, buckle up and get ready. You'll be hearing a lot from me and a lot of our other voices. In fact, after this episode of the Ocho on Thursday, you will have a brand new episode of Brews and the Boys with Sizemore and Tom Ryle sending you into the draft. And then you'll hear from me again later tonight after the first round is over telling you all about X player that the Dallas Cowboys drafted. So uh, it will be fun uh, as we get into it. But since it is a busy day, since there's a lot going on, we wanted to make sure that we started your day off right. We wanted to make sure we had something special for you because, uh, to be quite honest, you deserve it. So uh, we have a very special guest in store for you on this Thursday, this fantastic day, the third day. Again, shout out to Joseph Tribbiani. And I don't want to take up any more of your time than I have to. So let's go ahead and let's get to our very special guest. Here is Travis Frederick on The Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, internationally famous, uh, famous really, uh, I think, beyond all international levels. NFL legend, five-time Pro Bowler. You know him from the Dallas Cowboys and, again, probably from a, a fantastic poster in your house. The one and only Travis Frederick. Travis, thanks for taking the time to join us. Yeah, thanks for having me today. How is, uh, how's life going these days for you? You know, it's going well. You know, staying busy, and uh, I'm really in, enjoying spending some time at home with the family and, and getting a chance to to focus in on them a little bit and uh, staying safe, staying out of uh, out of the public. 
Have you guys, uh, what, what movies have you watched? You know, have you done any puzzles or games together? What's, what's going on at the Frederick compound? Yeah, we play, uh, we play quite a bit of, quite a few games um, and, and obviously get a chance to play with the kids quite a bit and play some of those games. You know, Candyland has been one of the favorites recently. Uh, we've also been, uh, been playing some games with my wife. You know, we play cribbage and some other card games. Unfortunately, we can't play. Our favorite game is Euchre and uh, you can't play euchre with only two people so that's that's been a little bit difficult but but we are uh, definitely passing the time and um, enjoying it i don't know what cribbage or euchre are but i uh, i'm gonna have to look into it i would recommend <laughs> although you can't play it with two people uh, a domino game called 42 but i kind of feel that same way uh, you need four people so uh it's rough um uh, you mentioned you mentioned obviously <laughs> the circumstances uh for our world are, are very difficult right now and you've been doing a lot of great work uh, in your professional career for a long time now, and you're trying to marry that with the current world climate. Can you talk to us about your foundation and everything that you're doing right now amid COVID-19? Yeah, the Black Mountain Hunger Foundation was first started to help bridge, bridge the gap between all the generosity um, of the people in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and the tremendous need uh, that children face uh, that are facing childhood hunger. You know, it's a it's a really bad problem in the area right now, and uh, it's something that, that we can do something about. And so we created the foundation to help bridge that gap and and help people um, get those funds to the, the kids in need. And we do that through two programs. Those programs are the Nourish to Flourish program, and what we do there is we provide backpacks or boxes of food for children in times when they're not able to receive the USDA program food um, from school. So normally they'd be able to receive two meals a day from school, but when they're not in school, like spring break, fall break, summer break, and winter break, uh, they're not able to receive those. And so we provide backpacks of food during that time. The other program we do is called Travis's Pantry. And we go into schools and we actually take a room and turn it into a pantry where we bring in uh, not only non-perishable food items, but also, uh, also fresh items for families to come in and take some food home for the weekend to help feed the children. So they're, they're coming back on Monday and they're not hungry from the weekend. And oftentimes that also helps reduce the financial strain on the family to try and feed them over the course of the weekend and can sometimes allow for those children to get meals at night as well, not just at school. So, you know, we're, uh, we're opening our fourth one here this spring and uh, that program has really taken off. But you know, I think with what I know about hunger and, and how big of an issue it is and how closely it's tied to schools. Uh, when I heard that because of COVID-19, the schools were going to be closed, uh, it immediately came into my head that these children aren't going to be receiving those meals. And, uh, you know, we have the programs in place for the breaks that are already scheduled, but this is unprecedented. And so I knew that I needed to do something. And so I gathered up a group of my teammates and a couple of coaches that wanted to do something about it. And we put together a matching pool um, of about $40,000 where people from the outside, when you donate, um, we have a pool that then matches that number um, to be able to help feed kids. And so it takes about $2 a day to feed the kids or you can feed a kid for two weeks on uh, $25. So we're trying to collect uh, as much as we can. And that, that money is being mobilized immediately. You know, it, it's going out. It's not like something that just gets right. sat in an account and then gets used for future programs. So we've been trying to move quickly and, and expeditiously to be able to get the food in the hands of the kids that need it. 
No, this is very important and we'll certainly direct everybody uh, to all the appropriate places on the internet to donate and uh, give them all the information. So I, I'm sure, and can you explain um, the sort of assimilation of everything amid social distancing? I know, you know, I've seen just on the news, uh, different schools have kind of drive throughs for parents that can come pick up foods. I mean, I, I'm sure programs like that are in place to handle everything uh, with the way the world is currently operating. Exactly. Yeah. So we work together with a couple with a uh, sort of a food pantry um, that that does things at scale that allows the the lower cost options. And so they work with the schools and other distribution options to be able to do that. And I think you're right. It's uh, it's about adjusting those protocols in, in pickup to make sure that they're uh, still complying with the social distancing rules, uh, but able to still function and, and do the things they need to do, which is get the, the food to the people that need it. You mentioned that, I mean, and I think this has affected the world in a lot of ways, obviously, but um, how you your mind sort of went to a point where with schools being closed, you had to adjust. How how has your thinking been towards this, you know, not to, you know, isolate it, but this subject, I mean, for, for your life? I mean, this is obviously a huge passion for you. Um, is it is it something that you just kind of your your mind focuses on and everything? Obviously, this is a global pandemic, but, you know, to, to try to figure out solutions all the time. You know, it's, it's something that I try to operate within the, the lanes that we have set up, you know, in those programs and um, trying to find new ways to, to do fundraising and be able to, you know, again, help funnel the, the money and the generosity of people from the, from the area um, to the people in need. And so you think about that as much as you can, but I think in my time with setting up the foundation and setting up the programs, I've learned a lot about the problem and a lot about the conduits that exist. And mm -hmm. I think that that helped me to figure out a solution that, that is, you know, achievable uh, to be able to do this. And so, like I said, when, when I heard the information and I heard the news, uh, you know, I think my brain immediately went there just because of the, the time that I'd previously spent thinking about it. Right. That makes sense. Um, you're sort of just trained to kind of problem solve in that way. That's that's awesome. Um, Travis, we're talking the week of the NFL draft. What do you what do you remember about your own draft experience? And obviously, I mean, the phone call and everything. But do you remember something something kind of specific, like maybe, you know, maybe your shoe was untied or something and that just kind of sticks out in your memory after seven years? I think for me, it was it was just this look, you know, when I talked to my agent and we had a pretty good idea, you know, what range of picks that I would fall in. And we had a, also a pretty good idea that if Dallas traded back, that there was a good chance that they were trading back to come get me. And so as soon as I we had saw it on the TV that uh, that they had traded back, um, you know, he kind of turned to me and, and looked at me and said, get your phone ready. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'll remember that for a long time. It just uh, that was the moment that it really hit that that something might be might be up and occurring. I like to look at time in a in a bit of a weird way. So that was seven years ago, and it doesn't feel like all too long ago. I'm sure it flew by faster for you than anybody. Uh, but you know, if I had asked you about something that happened in 2006, in 2013, I feel like you would have been you know you'd have been like, dude, that was forever ago. What were you doing in 2006? What was your life like then? 2006, I would have been uh, gosh, I would have been a freshman. Just finished up my freshman year of high school, uh, so you know, I, at this point, probably would have been struggling through the end of the year, trying to uh, <laughs> trying to figure out how to make this last last semester work. Um, but um, just it probably would have been track and field season, so I'd have been doing that. Uh, 
know, I had I have fond memories of, of track and field in high school. You know, I was a thrower. I was not not a runner, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> and it was always fun. We had meets and we'd have the throwers would always have cookouts and we'd eat during the meet and, and the runners would get really jealous of us. So that's that's what I would have been doing. Last uh, football one for you, Travis. Um, I feel like an underrated moment from your career was taking the knee in the, the Pro Bowl four years ago. What went into that? I mean, who, <laughs> whose idea was that? I've, I've uh, never heard that story. Uh, you know, that was that was Jameis's idea, and it wasn't planned at all. Uh, in fact, I was equally as surprised as everybody else, I, I think, when, when that happened. Uh, we were just in the huddle, and he said, yeah, I want to snap the ball, uh, so you go back there, you take the knee. So. So I did, and uh, it was awkward, and it didn't didn't look good, but uh, but it got the job, and I'm pretty sure it was very illegal. Uh, they probably should have, you know, stopped the game, uh, but it was the Pro Bowl, and they were they were it was the end of the game, so I, I think everything was okay. Had you ever done that before? Like, did you have to ask Jameis, like, yo, how do you do this? I mean, like, I know I know you know what what goes into <laughs> it, but I can't imagine you've ever really done it before. Uh, you know, it seemed a little bit easier to catch the ball and take a knee than potentially snap again. He was the one that uh, that had to throw between his legs uh, after having never done that before. So, uh, you know, it, it's not that difficult to to imagine just catching him. Sure. Um, so, Travis, uh, last one for you. Uh, blocking out hunger and your foundation is something that uh, every Cowboys fan has followed your journey with, and it's it's been so great to see uh, throughout your professional career. For anyone that's unaware, can you just talk about where that started for you? I mean, you obviously have, again, as mentioned, a great passion for this uh, and for solving this issue across the world. Where does that where does that start for Travis Frederick? For me, it started uh, you know it started way back in you know the way that my my parents brought me up in in thinking about helping other people and, and being good in the world. And, you know, I, I think into college, we started to do a little bit more, uh, you know, community service for the football team and things like that. And, you know, I just, I knew that I was going to have a platform and I knew that I needed to do something with it. So when I came in as a rookie, um, you know, I was continually looking for opportunities to help. I, hunger wasn't necessarily my issue at that point, but you know, I was connected in with another company and we were, doing something we were giving away meals um downtown in dallas and you know i was handing out meals trying to make people happy and smile and uh, when i saw a child come through that line and the, the look on its face it, it just it struck me it was that this is a real problem like it, these are kids you know there's they have no control over any situation that you know they're they're just in a bad situation and they need help and how are they going to grow up and be the future of our country um if they can't even focus in school because they're hungry. And, and so that's when I decided that that hunger was my issue. And um, it has grown, you know, significantly since then. You know, I, I worked on trying to set up the foundation, get that up and rolling. And, and now we've got that going and then we've had great growth and we're just trying to help as many kids as we can. Well, that is very noble, Travis. And uh, we really appreciate all the work you did and, and continue to do. Nourish to Flourish, Travis's Pantry. We'll make sure and get all the information available to everybody uh, and encourage as many donations as we possibly can. Travis, be well. All the best to you and your family and hope to talk to you soon enough. Awesome. Thanks. Check out travisfrederick.org if you want to go make a donation. I appreciate you having me today. Of course. Will do. Thanks a lot, Travis. Uh, all the best to you and yours uh, these times. I appreciate it. You too. 
gigantic thank you to Travis Frederick for taking the time to join us on the Ocho. What an awesome conversation. What an awesome person. Incredible work that Travis is doing. And if you can, please support him. Uh, again, the, the work that Travis has been doing you know, for so long is so noble and is so uh, really inspirational. And um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's important, obviously. I mean, the times we're dealing with and uh, you know, just in, incredible kudos to Travis for finding ways uh, to get what, you know, needs to be done done and so if uh if you missed the website if, if you didn't get a chance to write it down maybe you're driving uh to somewhere you're doing something your hands are full don't worry uh, i'm gonna write about this at blogontheboys.com and all the links and every bit of information that you need will be there so head over to blogontheboys.com and you'll see it on our home page of course if you need you can go to my twitter profile it'll be there as well you can get the information that way and if uh if you're looking for the website and, and you still you know don't have any clue how to find it don't worry you can always hit me up on twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa on either one. My DMs are open. You can also email me rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. So tonight's going to be fun. Uh, hopefully, however you're watching, whatever you got planned, whatever you're going to eat, we hope you have a fantastic time. Make sure to follow along the Blogging the Boys Instagram with Kelsey and Meg uh, at blogging.the.boys. It's going to be fun. I know that they have some fun stuff up their sleeves and we'll be back. You know, uh, you know, of course, we'll be back tomorrow and everything, but uh, we'll be back tonight to discuss the newest member of the Dallas Cowboys. Who do you think it'll be? I don't know. I, I, I disagree. Whoever you said, I disagree. Um, say, say another one. Give me another name. Yeah, I could see that happening. All right. Well done. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let's hope for a fun day. So uh, do me a favor. Have the absolute best Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.